Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 8.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. Economic Indicators brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. Friday's jobs report, so shocking to the markets that basically we've not scheduled any or at least very many economic indicators this week. you got a week to get over it. But we are going to be hearing from Janet Yellen, 1230 today in Philadelphia before the World Affairs Council. She will, uh, one presumes, lay out her thinking about the jobs report and what that means for Federal Reserve monetary policy going forward. Before that, we have had comments from Eric Rosengren, president of the Boston Fed, who said a rate increase should remain on the table. They should continue to move rates up in a cautious, gradual manner. And at 9 o'clock this morning, Tom, here on Bloomberg Surveillance, I will be speaking with Atlanta Fed Bank President Dennis Lockhart. We'll get his views on what the Fed is thinking. Ahead of that, we bring in... Bob Eisenbeis. He's the former director of research at the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, now vice chairman and chief monetary economist at Cumberland Advisors. Uh, Bob, uh, what do you think I should, what's the most important thing that I should ask Dennis Lockhart other than, have you got the $5 I lent you about 15 years ago? <laughs> good morning, gentlemen. Uh, it's, it's good to be here. I believe uh, Dennis had sort of indicated uh two or three weeks ago, that he was probably on board for a rate increase. So I think, obviously, um, how much of a derailing will this Friday's uh, job number be on his terms of thinking when it comes to uh, his position on the uh, FOMC? How much do you think it derails everybody? Uh, how much on the table can a rate rise be now? Well, you know, they have to say it's on the table. But I think when you consider that risk management plays a very important role in their thinking, not wanting to actually make a mistake to potentially derail the economy, this jobs number is going to give them a great deal of pause. And we know there's a cadre of people who are very cautious uh, and Lael Brainerd uh, was was very upbeat uh, about or outspoken about what her own view was on that, and she's one of the voting members. I think you have to look at who's voting when you try to assess uh, where these people are going to come out, uh, and I just don't see them being able to move with mm -hmm. that kind of number. There is, uh, Bob Eisenbeis, and you and I have talked about this before, an exceptionally historic set of work done by your leadership at the Atlanta Fed years ago, Eisenbeis, Wagoner, Jean, others, um, about how we guess the game. And the great Eisenbeis acclaim is the result is a reverse Lake Wobegon effect. The idea that none of the forecasters, or for those cynical, none of the guessers are better than the average guess. Does Chair Yellen know what the average guess is right now? 
Well, sure, they have uh, readings on uh, what these averages are, and a lot of this is built on, you know, historic research, not only by other economists, but work that we did. And we found that uh, there's a lot of variation in terms of yeah. what part of the cycle individual forecasters tend to do better than others. And so it's not only just the average that's, that's important, but you really need to know, and I haven't seen a lot of work in this, sort of dissecting who is the best at turning points as opposed to predicting right. well, I'll, I'll go along with that, the bottom. But, but, but what's so important here is if we are data dependent and we're looking for actual progress, we are slaves to the information flow. I get that. But then the question is, can the Fed act on that with confidence? Or are we going to hear from Dennis Lockhart today and from Janet Yellen another round of yeah buts? Is, is the central I, I bank? Think, you know, I think you've got it. I think you're going to see a lot of yeah buts because uh, when you set yourself up to being data dependent, then that focuses on right. every little piece of data that comes out and everything that pushes yeah. you in one direction yeah. or in another is going to uh, raise questions about, well, how much weight do you give this? How much do, we right. do you give to that? And uh, when you're talking about judgment, we know what weights econometric models give <clears throat> to these changes. We don't know what weights individuals do in their own right. head, with their own models in and, their head. And Mike, I want to make clear that Eisenbeis Wagoner was historic 14 or 15 years ago, and it was done with a respect for every economist. It wasn't like sniping or snarky about the business. There was a respect for how difficult this is. Uh, it, it's extraordinarily difficult. Uh, Bob, how much... Uh, does does the forecast, how much of a role does the forecast play in what their next decision is going to be rather than the data that they have, which is more backward-looking? Well, I, I think the forecasts really should play an important role in them explaining and trying to communicate why they made the decision that they did. And I think that's been sort of a weakness, that they haven't pushed on those forecasts as much as they could, uh, and using that as a way of explaining to people uh, how things were affected and how their views were affected in the context of the forecasts that they were putting forward. Bob Eisenbeis, thank you for joining us, the uh, Chief Monetary Economist at Cumberland Advisors and uh, formerly the top research uh, assistant yeah. to Dennis Lockhart and company. With really, really important research on uh, the game of these strategists and economists and, and trying to figure out where we're going and the huge variances involved there. Yen, excuse me, 107.07. On yen, euro 113.57, euro yen 121.60 shows stronger euro, weaker yen, uh, this morning. Futures up six, Dow futures up 60 points, a yield 1.72%. This hour of surveillance is brought to you by Palisades Audi. Visit palisadesaudi.com. Here's John Tucker with news headlines. All right, Michael and Tom, Hillary Clinton cruising to victory in Puerto Rico's Democratic primary on Sunday. That puts her on the cusp of mathematically clinching the party's nomination and becoming the first woman to lead a major U.S. presidential ticket. Six states vote tomorrow, including California, with 475 pledged delegates. Donald Trump has a better chance of becoming president than markets currently project. This according to Harvard University history professor Neil Ferguson. He says Trump has a pretty close to 50-50 chance of winning this election.
uh, Ferguson talking in a Bloomberg interview, Bloomberg Television. Tropical Storm Colin about to batter parts of the U.S. East Coast, including Florida, eastern Georgia, and coastal areas of the Carolinas. The storm is speeding out, of course, to hit Florida later today with rains that forecasters say could cause serious flooding along much of the state's Gulf Coast. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm John Tucker, Michael and Tom. Thank you very much. Time now for the Land Rover Parsippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's Rob Bush. Good morning, Mike and Tom. Look on the bright side if you're a Mets fan. We've seen a good glimpse of the old Matt Harvey now. He allowed just one run in seven solid innings in Miami despite the one nothing loss. It's still two starts. I mean, obviously the, uh, the massive struggles that happened before, and the only thing you want to think of is, is not letting that kind of creep back in. And, and uh, you know, today was, I guess you could say, a second step. Harvey's only problem, though, is that the Marlins' ace, Jose Fernandez, was just a little bit better. He struck out 14 Mets in seven innings to earn the win. Mets go to Pittsburgh tonight. Stephen Matz versus former Met Jonathan Neese. Mets are in second, two games behind Washington. Yankees were let down by the back end of the bullpen as Matt Weider's game-winning hit off Aroldis Chapman was the difference. O's three, Yankees one, dropping New York six and a half back of front-running Baltimore and Boston. Yankees return home tonight. Masahiro Tanaka entertains Matt Shoemaker and the Angels. NBA Finals, plenty of star power on display despite two lopsided wins for Golden State as the Warriors blasted Cleveland 110-77 out west. The Warriors, Clay Thompson, on not being surprised by their success. Our focus has been there, and we got too many great pros on this team to let us slide at this point of the season. You know, we've come this far, we really play, you know, 10-11 guys, and everyone contributes. So uh, I'm not that surprised because we've been such a great home team all year. Kevin Love, who missed last year's finals with injury, left the game early, was elbowed in the back of the head for Cleveland. Game three is Wednesday in Cleveland. NHL Stanley Cup final game four is tonight in San Jose, Pittsburgh. They lead the Sharks two games to one in tennis. Novak Djokovic wins his first career Grand Slam, beats Andy Murray at the French Open. And that is your NBC Bloomberg Sports Update. Mike and Don. Thanks so much. Greatly appreciate it. Lots going on in the sports calendar uh, as well. Let me do a data check. We look at equities, bonds, currencies, commodities. We'll amend it to Friday. Equity markets resilient through Friday. The VIX closing 13.66. Futures up 6. Dow futures up 60. The yields all in off of Thursday, but a little bit better today. Ten-year up two basis points, 1.72%. Uh, two-year yield up three basis points from a shocking 1.77. We're up to 0. 0.80 uh, right on the two-year higher yields. A little bit of recovery in tone off of Friday. Oil 50.64 on Brent 49. 72 on West Texas. Gold up $3, but a $25, $28 move over the last uh, three trading days. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. The sports report was brought to you by Land Rover Parsippany. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverParsippany.com or 1-800-FIND-4WD. Land Rover, above and beyond.